Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. The ability to communicate quickly and effectively has constantly been valued in our society. Today, the internet has made sending and receiving information almost immediate, no matter the distance. It has not always been this way. In 1784, the Vermont government established five post offices at Brattleboro, Bennington, Rutland, Windsor, and Newberry. A mail was delivered to each post office by post rider. The riders rode their horses on circuits from one office to the next and also had a route which connected Bennington with Albany, New York, so mail from other states could also make its way here. Post riders were expected to make the circuit between offices once a week. The Vermont General Assembly wrote the following as reason for establishing the post office system. These post offices will open a regular communication through the state by which the inhabitants on each side of the mountain will be relieved from the inconveniences they have heretofore labored under in keeping up a mutual correspondence so necessary for the union of a people. The first Brattleboro Post Office was established in John Arms Tavern where the retreat farmhouse is presently located. On the day of the week when the post rider was due, people from the area traveled to the tavern for distribution of the mail. In the 1790s, the post office moved to the corner of High and Main Streets, where Pliny Park is presently located. This post office served most of Wyndham County. From that point on, the post office was always located in downtown Brattleboro. When post offices first began, it was expected that the mail recipient would be the one who would pay for the service. This meant you could go to the post office and know you had mail there, but if you couldn't pay the fee, then you couldn't pick up your mail. It also meant you paid for the mail you didn't necessarily want to receive. This system did not prove popular with many people, and post offices financially struggled to support themselves. The first Brattleboro building to be completely occupied by the post office was built in 1849, and was located where the People's United Bank is presently. In 1851, the national stamp law came into effect and outgoing mail began to require a purchased stamp for it to move through the postal system. In 1851, the stamp system began to catch on and Brattleboro's postal system really took root. In 1887, when Brattleboro's postal revenue reached $10,000 a year, four mail carriers were hired and free Brattleboro mail delivery to residents and businesses began. It was also in 1851 when the first telegraph message arrived in Brattleboro. Telegraphs were an exciting invention because information could travel long distances in a short amount of time. Instead of waiting for up to a week while post riders and stagecoaches completed their mail delivery circuits, telegraphs were sent over wires and received within a day. A telegraph line began in Springfield, Massachusetts and followed the Connecticut River through Brattleboro to White River Junction. There it progressed to Burlington, Vermont, and eventually Montreal, Canada. The Springfield section connected with a wire that ran to Boston, Massachusetts, and the company became known as the Vermont and Boston Telegraph Company. James Capon was the first telegraph operator in town. He worked as a printer for George and Clarion and Nichols, who operated the local newspaper, the Wyndham County Democrat. When the telegraph system was installed, it wasn't expected that there would be too large a demand for telegraph services, so Capon continued to work for both companies. There was a distrust for the telegraph when it first arrived. 
In fact, the telegraph office was originally set up in the Steen business block on the corner of High and Main Streets, where the Brooks House is presently located. Joseph Steen, the owner of the building, was afraid the telegraph might invite lightning to his building, so he told Capen he would have to move his office. Capen moved across the street into the back of another building, which was located where the Hooker Dunham building is now situated. James Capen was responsible for sending and receiving telegraph messages and also delivering the message to the house's other recipients. This meant a message sent from Boston in the morning would be delivered to the recipient in Rattleboro by the afternoon. In 1851, telegraphed information could be shared in hours instead of the days it took the post office to deliver a letter. At this time, you still had to go to the post office to see if you had mail, while the telegraph office delivered information directly to your door. The cost difference between a telegraph message and a letter was telling. A 10-word telegraph message sent to New York was $1. It was 50 cents to Boston and 40 cents to Springfield and Greenfield. Meanwhile, a half-ounce letter sent from Brattleboro to any other location within 3,000 miles was three cents. For each additional half-ounce of letter weight, another three-cent stamp was needed. The longest telegraph message James Capon ever communicated was in 1862 during the Civil War when President Lincoln sent an 1,800-word message to Governor Holbrook. Capon had to transcribe the message received in Morse code and deliver it to Holbrook, whose governor's office was in the American house on the southeast end of Main Street. This took Capon all afternoon to accomplish. Governor Holbrook read the president's words and then told Capon he would have to send the 1,800-word message on to the telegraph office in Woodstock, Vermont, for another government official to read. Sending the president's message took the entire evening. Mail and telegraphs allowed for individual communication over long distances in relatively short periods of time. In 1851, Edward Carpenter also began the first newsstand in Rattleboro. This brought news from major cities in the form of newspapers from Springfield, Boston, and New York City. A few months earlier, the railroad arrived in Brattleboro and began to make regular runs to major cities. Carpenter opened the newsstand in the American House, where the American building is now located. As the years went on, Carpenter expanded his newspaper selection to include papers from around the United States and moved his business across the street to Blake Block, where the People United Bank is presently located. 1851 proved to be a big year for communication access in Brattleboro. The post office adopted the national stamp system and became a popular communication vehicle. The telegraph arrived and carried messages that could travel hundreds of miles in minutes. The newsstand began near the railroad station, and information from around New England and New York was now available to anyone who could afford to buy a newspaper. Information that used to take days and weeks to travel to and from Rattleboro was now making its way in hours and minutes. Now, with radio, television, and the internet, we measure the pace of information delivery in fractions of a second. What will be the next innovation? Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.